Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, be healthier, or live longer better. So today's a biggie. I've got a checklist. I want you to listen and count how many of these apply to you. Starting off, do you feel fatigued? Do you feel like you don't want to move and are sluggish? Do you have a hard time waking up? Do you have thin, cracked nails? Are you cold all the time? Do you have coarse, dry hair? Are you losing hair? Do you feel depressed, like life has lost its joy? Is your digestion sluggish? Are you constipated? Do you have muscle and joint pains? Have you lost the outer third of your eyebrows? Do you have trouble losing weight no matter what you do? Do you have chronic recurring infections? Do you have high cholesterol? Do you have hormone issues like PMS, low libido, infertility, menopause symptoms, acne, balance issues, trouble with memory, focus, and concentration? Well, if you've had a lot of those symptoms, it could be your thyroid, and it's really common. Thyroid disease affects one in five women and one in 10 men. Half of those are not diagnosed, and the ones that are diagnosed are often not treated properly, or they are partially treated with drugs, but they they don't really get to the whole root problem. So today, I'm going to talk about healthy thyroid functioning. What causes the thyroid to act up and what you can do to keep your thyroid healthy if it's under some kind of stress. So what is your thyroid? It's a little gland in your throat and you can think of it as your body's overall metabolic speed regulator like a little motor. So if it's slow, your whole system slows down. Your digestion, the growth of your hair, your skin, your nails, even your mental processing. And if it's slow, your cholesterol may go up. But how about if the motor is fast and your system speeds up? You're losing weight, you're nervous, you don't sleep well, you may be irritable, your mind is jumpy, and you feel tight muscles. That's hyperthyroid. Thyroid affects so much, and we have an epidemic of undiagnosed thyroid issues. And it can increase the risk for a lot of other health problems like heart attacks and stroke and weight gain and depression. It can just make you feel awful. The reason there are so many symptoms that exist is because every cell in your body has a thyroid hormone receptor. And that gives each cell the energy to do its job. Of course, certain vitamins and other hormones are required for proper thyroid functioning, and I'm going to tell you about some of those later. But as far as testing about your thyroid, normally the conventional test will only go for TSH. That is what's this thyroid-stimulating hormone. But that really is measuring the brain's response to how your thyroid's doing not directly the thyroid. If your brain is detecting it needs more hormone, it's going to send out more of that thyroid-stimulating hormone, the TSH, so that the thyroid starts making more. So a high TSH actually means low thyroid functioning. And that's commonly the only thing that's going to be tested. 
But even if your TSH comes back normal, you can still have a lot of those symptoms and still have an underfunctioning thyroid. And often that is the complaint. A woman will say, my lab TSH looks fine, but I still have all the symptoms. I'm gaining weight. I'm tired all the time. My hair's falling out. I just feel awful. Why does the lab test say I'm fine? And that's like really frustrating. So first, there's so much more we can test besides TSH. T4, for example, is the inactive form of thyroid, and that has to be converted to the active T3. So that conversion takes place in the liver, in the kidneys, in the brain, and throughout the intestinal tract. So you have to have a healthy liver and a healthy gut to make it all happen like it should. Since more than 90% of the thyroid hormone is as the T4 inactive one, only 7% is the T3, the active form. So we have to be assured it's converting properly. T4 alone does very little. You need the T3 for healthy cholesterol, good memory, relaxed muscles, good digestion, nice hair, keeping your weight down, and essential for fertility. All those symptoms I gave in the beginning, I'm going to show you how diverse the activity of thyroid hormone is. So how can we help the body be assured it's converting the T4 to the active T3? What's getting in the way? Well, first, it can be environmental toxins, plastic, PCBs, even old DDT, phthalates, chlorine, bromine, fluoride, can all impair conversion. And this may be the number one reason we are seeing an epidemic of thyroid problems. And it's not because we're genetically flawed. It's simply our toxic environment. And heavy metals, oh my gosh, like mercury, like cadmium, that's a big factor too. I highly recommend becoming really familiar with EWG.org. That's from the Environmental Working Group, and they have an app called Skin Deep. Learn how to reduce your exposure to these toxins that we are exposed to through our cosmetics and skin care, in our household and yard chemicals, as well as food additives. It's everywhere, and it is just essential to eliminate or avoid as much as you can so the thyroid has half a chance. Second thing, oh boy, stress. Stress hormones like cortisol inhibits the conversion of T4 to T3. A lot of studies have been done on this. Postpartum hormone also, those are big players. Many women have this after the stress of a pregnancy. Our culture, especially now, has extreme psychological stress. We also have lots of physical stress from, you know, bad diet to lack of sleep to, you know, all sorts of things can cause physical stress. And these stresses register in the body directly in terms of adrenal function. I've seen this in my own panel. When I was under a lot of stress, temporarily my cortisol went up and the thyroid function went down. So you got to be sure to keep that stress. You know, stress management is like more important all the time. Third thing, it can be lack of certain nutrients. And that's a rampant. T4 needs a lot of vitamins and minerals to convert to the active T3. First of all, you need the active form of B2. 
You need selenium. You need iodine. You need D. You need zinc. You need all the B vitamins for the activation. You can get that. My favorite multivitamin is the O-N-E, one a day. It is, you know, because we all need to watch for these common insufficient nutrients. For example, selenium, practically non-existent in our soil around here. Iodine, we were once called the goiter belt because goiters were so prevalent due to the lack of inland iodine and not eating seafood. That's why they started to fortify salt with iodine back in 1924. However, now we watch our sodium intake or we use natural forms like sea salt or Himalayan sea salt that don't have the iodine. You can get the good amount in the O-N-E vitamin and be assured you're on target for all those things. You also need the right amount of omega fats that you get from eating the deep sea cold water fatty fish like salmon and sardines a few times a week. If you don't want to do that, boy, I mean, Barleen's makes some delicious creamy flavored omega-3s like orange cream, pina colada, strawberry banana. They are really tasty. Okay, fourth thing, you've got to have good gut health because 25% of that T4 to T3 activation takes place with the help of the gut flora. So you may need probiotics and a good gut health program. Maybe even a well-constructed elimination diet to go along with that probiotic. You know, I like now 25 to 50 billion. It's a real good one. You know, sometimes you got to get these fundamentals down and that's a really good place to begin. And to help with the gut and the rest of the body to heal, you can't forget number five, diet. You know, I always recommend the elimination diet, but at the very least, totally getting off gluten and dairy and processed soil. They're all inflammatory for just about everyone. And gluten, that's a huge factor. Low thyroid function can be the result of gluten sensitivity, whether you're celiac or non-celiac gluten sensitive, like I am. You know, a lot of people are sensitive with that. Or, you know, eating processed soy can actually inhibit thyroid function, as can too many cruciferous vegetables. You know, normally we think cruciferous is good, but you can get too much of them and it can inhibit the thyroid's function. So kale, cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, all of those are cruciferous and too much of them can also inhibit thyroid function. So if you scored high in that thyroid quiz in the beginning, that can give you a good starting place. But Sometimes you need to have some good testing. That way you're going to know exactly if it is the thyroid or not. So as far as the TSH, that thyroid stimulating hormone, the American College of Endocrinology just lowered the top number to 3.5 or 3.0. And that's what they consider below that to be optimal. You might be 2 or even 1.5. What's really optional, optimal may not actually be what they consider normal. You know, normal is, you know, you look around and that's what you see as normal. That may not be optimal. And actually, a lot of doctors may miss poor thyroid function because they're just checking the TSH, not the whole thyroid panel of tests. And if you're ranking high in a lot of those questions I ask, you really want to take a comprehensive view and be sure your thyroid's working well. 
So you can say TSH could be normal, but you could still have an autoimmune condition going on. So you might need to run that panel. And typically, if they're only going to check the TSH, that can be normal, but you've got really abnormal things going on. Your thyroid could be suffering an autoimmune attack, and it can be far along before the TSH is ever going to register out of range or high. So I think it's really important to do a comprehensive thyroid panel, which includes not only the TSH, but also T3, T4, thyroid antibodies, thyroid peroxidase, and antithyroglobulin antibodies. You know, you need to get the right tests. Because if you don't test, you don't really know. And there are a lot of ways you can do that now. You know, ask your doctor to run the test. Or there are a lot of labs online, like requestatest.com. You can run your own order tests. And that's kind of important. You want the full spectrum. Like I said, TSH, T3, T4, thyroid antibodies, and sometimes they'll have that as TPO and TG. And you might also want to run a panel on celiac or gluten sensitivity or anti-gliadin antibodies or tissue transglutaminase antibodies. You know, advanced testing may also have heavy metal tests that's going to look for that as well as maybe you want to do some pesticide and chemical screening. I don't know. I mean, sometimes they're they're expensive and, you know, I... Sometimes it's just good to eliminate all of them and then add back in one at a time. That's going to save yourself a lot of money, and it's pretty much going to confirm what we already know. And as far as toxins, you just want to eliminate them because we probably all have high levels anyway. Then start implementing that diet and lifestyle management, getting sunlight exposure 20 minutes in the morning, waking and sleeping at the same time every day, maybe having a meditation practice yoga, deep breathing, you know, all of those are going to help reset your adrenals, help get those stress hormones down. Many times you correct the diet and lifestyle and that thyroid recovers nicely on its own. But but sometimes we do need help, Synthroid, some, some prefer the natural armor thyroid. In the old days, it wasn't well manufactured, doses was variable, now it's really well controlled. And I personally had a little thyroid issue after a pregnancy, which is really common. But with diet and lifestyle corrections, it recovered. It's really important. Got to get the thyroid straight. And, you know, if you have thyroid problems, you got to get the tests right. You got to eat right. And now the right supplements that you may want to consider and the ones that I love for thyroid health, kind of they're the basics for everything. So I like the O-N-E multivitamin. One a day, it's got everything in it. The Barleen's Omega-3, you can get it in the one and done or in the delicious liquids. There is also a thyrotrophin glandular, which is porcine thyroid. Very similar, almost identical to our own thyroid, but it's processed to remove the hormones. But it has the building blocks for the thyroid. Also, ashwagandha, good for stress. And a published uh, study published in 2018 showed that treatment with ashwagandha improved thyroid function. Okay, and then there's another one from Ayurveda, the Google, also called Google Lipid or Gum Google. Another study in 2018 showed that it also improved thyroid function. But if stress is an issue, I recommend stress management, meditation, you know, getting 
our perception of stress down. That's going to help everything, not only the thyroid. may want to use rhodiola. That's going to help with energy as well as stress. And then there's also the adrenal glandulars. You know, with the epidemic of thyroid disorders as a result of our environment, how we eat, how we live, often it can be resolved by just correcting these little things, the little hinges that swings the big door of health. So I hope you learned something today that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can go to my website, debford.com, listen to this and other shows about health, or you can go to iTunes under Today's Nutrition. Have a great day, and remember, do something really good for your health today. Your future health, healthy self, is going to thank you.